Welcome to episode 153 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Below, and I am so glad that you are here. Thank you for sharing this time with me and my guest. Earlier this week, I posted on the Introvert Entrepreneur Facebook page that I was feeling the pull to start journaling again. I journaled pretty consistently between the ages of about 15 to 26. Um, in my case, that was roughly like first kiss to marriage. And and um, and then I stopped the habit. I think I did it intermittently after that, but never picked it up again as something that I did regularly. And that seems a little ironic to me because journaling seems like a very introverted thing to do, doesn't it? When I posted that on Facebook, I I later in the day had a conversation with a colleague. And that conversation kind of highlights what gets in the way sometimes, not just for me, but I think for a lot of us when it comes to journaling. When she mentioned that she'd read the post with interest, I asked her, do you journal? She did that half smile, half grimacing thing and said, no, I know I should. It seems like taking my medicine. I know it would be good for me. I had to laugh at that. Keeping a journal for some people is like yoga or meditation or drinking lots of water every day. They know that it's good for them, but it moves into the realm of should. And then when we don't do it, We feel guilt, and then we feel shame, and then we just avoid it altogether and decide that it's not for us. We can tell ourselves that we're making a choice about not doing it, but really we've let shame decide for us. That sounds kind of harsh, I know. So let's just say that I'm noticing that for myself. And if that resonates with you, then I invite you to join me in reflecting on what's up with that. The information in today's conversation with journaling teacher Vernetta Freeney can help remove some of those blocks. After listening to her talk about a simple approach to starting again, I think I'm feeling ready, and maybe you will too. Before jumping in, I have two quick items. I want to thank Amazon reviewer Karen, who wrote this about my book, The Introvert Entrepreneur. Quote, highly recommend this book that is full of fabulous information, even if you're not an introvert. Beth Below offers useful information for anyone committed to creating a successful life. Close quote. It is great to know that Karen received value from my book. And if you've read my book, I invite you to take a few minutes over the next week to leave your review, sharing your own impressions. I've shared a link on how to leave that review in the episode show notes at theintrovertentrepreneur.com. Thank you in advance for your consideration and your review. And second, you're cordially invited to join us for our final virtual Networking for Introverts event before taking a summer break until September. Our next gathering is on June 22nd, and we'll be hearing a short presentation from Mike Madaluni of MikeMeansMarketing.com. Mike is going to teach you how to get the most bang for your buck with Facebook ads by using Facebook's audience building tools. More and more doing boosted posts, ads, and sponsored posts is um, an effective way to be seen by your Facebook audience. So if that's something that you're curious to learn more about, you'll definitely want to join us. We'll also spend time in large and small group facilitated networking, where you can meet fellow introvert entrepreneurs and leaders and exchange ideas, resources, and connections. We're meeting on Thursday, June 22nd at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. You can register at theintrovertentrepreneur.com slash virtual networking introverts. 
I hope to see you there. So on to today's guest. Vernetta R. Freeney is the creator and producer of the podcast, A Toast to Truths. She teaches stressed individuals how to claim their peace using journaling as a tool. She was one of the top 100 young professionals in Houston 2015 and featured on CNBC.com and Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. When she's not teaching you how to prevent stress, she's reading a really good book, binge-watching Netflix, or cheering on her beloved Dallas Mavericks. Vernetta is a regular guest on blogs, podcasts, and other media. She speaks at conferences, workshops, trainings, and more across the country with her je ne sais quoi introverted speaking style. If all this isn't enough, Vernetta is an ESL instructor for 10 years and founding organizer of the Houston African American Bloggers Association. Hi, Vernetta. Welcome to the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I am delighted to be speaking with you today about journaling. I'm so excited to share. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is making you smile today? I would probably say that I taught a really great class this morning, and my students left happy, so I am happy because of that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's put some context to our conversation. Um, Where do you feel like you fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum, and how has that awareness influenced your path? Well, let's start with the second part. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know I was an introvert until Susan Cain. Uh (laughs) Aha. made it, um, I guess you could say world known the difference between introverts and extroverts. People thought I was shy. I'm like, I'm not shy. I just don't like large groups of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I prefer smaller groups of people mainly to stay home and, um, by myself. So I would probably say I'm really close to being an extreme introvert. Mm. I will mix and mingle with other people, but I have to like talk myself into doing it. And then I go home and stay for like two days. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I always talk about like, there's this ratio of social to silence. (laughs) And yours sounds like two hours (laughs) to two days, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So when you discovered you were an introvert, you know, since, um, since Susan Cain, you know, brought that out into more mainstream public awareness, um, that was about five years ago, how do you feel like that has that awareness has impacted you, especially as a business owner? Okay. I think it helped me to understand that my, what other people saw as a weakness is actually my strength. Um, I have been able to move forward and progress in my business probably a lot quicker than other people because I've been able to understand if I work with a group of people, then I'm going to maximize that time. And then I'm going into my solitude time and I can work um, even more and go deeper in that retrospect. So essentially it taught me what I was good at and to not question that I don't like being around big groups of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been able to really manage um, that because I run a blog association. So It's a lot of people who are always wanting things from me, but I have no problem telling them, don't private message me, don't call me, don't text me over the next week. Mm -hmm. If you have a question, ask someone else. So I've learned how to set boundaries for myself um, based on 
my my strengths, what I call my strength. Yeah. It, well, you, it, it strikes me that because of this increased awareness for you, for me, for, for lots of people, um, it's added it's it's piggybacked on what was already a conversation about aligning with your strengths, you know, using a strengths-based approach to whether that's leadership or entrepreneurship, you know, instead of trying to compensate for your weaknesses, lean into your strengths. And um, what's so cool is that introversion is now being seen as a strength, as you've just demonstrated for yourself. Yes. And I think it's only seen as a strength because it's trendy now. It seems like once something mm. becomes popular, then everyone is now an introvert. <laughs> and I'll look at some people and I'm like, but you're not, you don't even understand the word, what mm -hmm. it means. It doesn't mean that you're shy. I tell people I'm an outspoken introvert. I have no problem giving my opinion, but I do understand that I get my energy source when I'm alone. So I know if I'm going to be at a conference with a lot of people, then maybe the day before I leave, I may not interact with other people just so I can get through that conference. Uh -huh. And ambivert is now becoming something that I hear a lot of people using. And I'm like, you know, yes, I really think people should understand what they're saying. But hey, if they feel they're that, who am I to question? Right. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's all over. It's all on a journey of self-discovery. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, so it's all good. And at least we're having the conversation. Right. You know, at least it's getting talked about. Yes. I think it helps, especially for introverts who are in school, mm -hmm. because everything is group project, group this. And that would just drive me insane when I was in school. Yeah. And so I can only imagine how other introverted kids feel, because now you're thrust into group projects. And then when you get a job or you start a business, that's the norm is to do everything in a group. Yeah. So to work by yourself, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? Why would you want to be at home by yourself all day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm more productive this way. I function better this way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I love that you your focus, while you bring it to groups, of course, and are trying to reach lots of people, it's about a, a very solitary activity, and, and uh, that's about journaling. And your work is focused on helping entrepreneurs and educators experience what you call a mental detox via journaling. Um, because I think, you know, to say I keep a journal probably meant something different, you know, several decades ago than it does today, because there's so many different, uh, in my mind anyway, there are different ways you can interpret that and different versions and frameworks and whatnot. Uh, so first, tell us how you define journaling in the context in which you work. I say journaling is speaking to yourself through words. And what I mean by that, you are getting your thoughts on paper so you know what you're actually thinking. We have so many thoughts that go through our mind each day that sometimes we're like, did I just think about that? Did I just say that? Like we forget what we just thought about. <laughs> yes. So journaling allows you to literally see what you were thinking. I, I There's a quote and I can't remember who it is, but they, they say, I don't know what I think until I write it. Oh, I love that. Isn't that nice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to track that down and, and make sure I include the, the source and make sure I'm saying the quote right. But yeah, absolutely. Um, and so... 
you know, I, I love that expression, mental detox, because I think especially introverts, we can get so um, crowd, it can get so crowded in our heads. <laughs> yes. um, and and so how does journaling lead to that mental detox that you describe? Well, it starts with the definition that I gave about you seeing the thoughts that you had in your head, because a lot of times I personally overthink And then when I overthink, I may overreact. Mm -hmm. So for those people who tend to be a little hypersensitive or they get a little anxious when certain situations happen, if you journal, you actually see the situation on paper Mm -hmm. and it calms you down a little bit because now you're able to see, oh, here's the solution for that problem. You're not as animated and dramatic when certain situations happen because you've already seen the situation on paper. So you're able to kind of brace yourself and think calmly with the decision on what needs to happen with that situation. A lot of times people talk about self-care because that's trending right now. Mm -hmm. Self-care is part of self-preservation. And I say journaling is self-preservation. If you expect to mentally be present in your life, the rest of your life, you have to preserve yourself. And the best way to do that is get all of these random thoughts out of your mind onto paper. That way they stay there and you only recycle back the thoughts that are necessary for you at that moment. So every thought that you have, you do not need to overanalyze. Mm -hmm. And some introverts overanalyze every single thought, and then that stops them from actually living or accomplishing anything. Yeah. And I'm wondering what role, like I know that I, you know, I was an avid journaler between ages 15 to 26 or so. I mean, and and I say like avid, you know, often it was every day. It was at least, you know, three or four times a week. Um, And somehow in the past um, years, (laughs) I say that because I'm not going to say how many it's been (laughs) since I was 26. Um, You know, things have changed. Life got busy. Um, You know, as I reflect on it, I'm like, what caused me to step away from it? To Because I, I don't think it's because I don't need a mental detox, I can tell you that. Um, but I wonder, because we have so many different outlets these days for expressing ourselves that we didn't say when I was, you know, 26. Um, I can safely say that without anything about age. But, you know, <laughs> we, you know, it feels like some people treat social media <laughs> as their journal, you know, like my Facebook or my Twitter yes. um, feed is how I'm expressing myself. Do you see a difference? And and like, what is the, what, how does that shift perhaps our relationship to that self-expression? And is it, and why is it still important perhaps to do journaling in the sense that you're talking about, as opposed to what some people might say, well, I already express my thoughts when I'm, you know, writing on Facebook. Well, there, there have been studies Um, research studies about journaling and the therapeutic benefits of actually putting pen to paper. Mm. And in my journal, I I did put some of that information in there, but a lot of, there are a lot of different um, technology pieces of technology and just different ways to express yourself, which is great because not everyone is a writer. I get that. Mm -hmm. However, I tell people, if you can write a Facebook status, then you can journal. Mm -hmm. There's really not much of a difference other than the tool. 
One is pen and paper. The other is either a phone or a laptop. My thing is I feel some people are trying to seek attention Mm. because they may not feel that they're getting attention in their personal life. So they go to social media to journal how they feel in hopes that someone is going to agree Mm -hmm. with them. It's not so much that they want the help. They just want someone to validate how they feel about what's going on in uh, their personal life. My thing is, I think sometimes that can be dangerous because people can then use that against you. Mm -hmm. They, you know, that leads to cyberbullying and all these things that we see now with the journal is a sacred, safe space. No one has access to it. Not even your English teacher. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No one has access to it. And you can just vent and, and go and write everything you need to. But I really think some people post online because they just want validation Mm -hmm. for their thoughts and their feelings. Yeah, that's an excellent point that, uh, yeah, you're looking for that. Me too. And, you know, um, you go girl and all of those kinds of responses. (laughs) And, and we don't, it it seems like it would take a while, um, depending on, you know, it's going to be different for every person, but depending on who you are, it seems like journaling pen to paper, private, eventually can give you that same uh, healthier validation, let me put it that way, as you start to know yourself better and hear your own voice. I completely agree with that. And here's why. The reason people go to social media is because they haven't gotten to the point where they've accepted who they are. That's one thing. When you are in a journal and you know who you are and you've accepted, hey, this is me, you know, (laughs) people are either going to like it or they don't. Mm -hmm. You can journal all day because at the end of the day, you don't need anyone else to say, oh, great job, Bernetta. Yay. Hip, hip, hooray. Like, I I don't need a cheerleader, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm to the point where I know who I am Mm -hmm. and I'm very comfortable with being Bernetta. And I know people aren't going to like me and that's okay that's their personality and this is my personality and it's not always going to match up but for me journaling just allows me to release those thoughts Mm -hmm. for other people when they really start journaling like when I explain to them the different types of journaling and we go deeper they really start looking at themselves and they start connecting to parts of themselves that they shut off because they didn't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. There are parts of ourselves that we don't know how to handle because we haven't been taught. This is what you do if you think this way. And it's completely different thinking than everyone else you know. Mm -hmm. Or this is your belief system, but it's not the same belief system that you had growing up. And you don't know anyone else who has this belief system. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where a lot of people are at this uh, tug of war. It is so much so that they just haven't been able to accept themselves because they don't have a model to follow. And, you know, most people like to follow something Mm -hmm. that they've seen work before. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, I'm, I'm guessing you are so passionate about the power of journaling because you've probably had some experiences yourself yeah. where <laughs> the, the process has been transformative. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? In what ways has journaling impacted and made a difference in your life? Oh, definitely. And I'm I'm 
a very transparent person. So some people say it's scary how transparent I am, but I feel <laughs> that my story um, can help other people. And I know it has helped other people. Um, I suffered from depression for 20 years and I didn't know it was depression until I saw a therapist. Like we just thought I was always a sad person. We had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom has put me in therapy before and I didn't really take to it when she put me in there. And so when I made the decision to go for myself and really started digging deep and journaling was one of the outlets I was given by my therapist, I really started to get to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that really helped me see like, hey, I'm a pretty cool person, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to hide that. Yeah. And then I shared that journey. I shared what it felt like to wake up one day and I was no longer miserable. Like I actually woke up happy. Um, People have seen, people who knew me before the Truth Confidant, they they remember when I was kind of like standoffish. People thought I was a little snobbish and I wasn't. I just didn't know how to communicate with other people because I didn't know how to communicate with myself. Mm, yeah. And so once I learned how to speak to myself and that was through journaling, I'm now able to communicate with people whether they like me or they don't. But I've been able to wake up every day and have peace and I can tell people what it feels like to wake up every day and be miserable. I don't even know how I had friends, honestly. <laughs> like <laughs> now that I look back <laughs> at who who I was, I was hiding who I was and I was just a very stressed, tense person who just didn't know how to live as myself. Yeah. Well, welcome to the world then. Thank you. <laughs> We're glad to have you here and and we want more, right? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> would you mind sharing what is your what is your journaling habit? Like do you have a routine or system or a way that you um, make sure that it's a priority in your life? Yeah. So I don't journal at the same time every day. I tell people my schedule is not the same. Mm-hmm. However, I, um, I tell people like in my Facebook group, 10 minutes a day, if you can journal, put on a timer, you know, put it on your phone if you're just starting and just write for 10 minutes a day, just, you know, like a mind dump. Mm-hmm. Um, for me that releases. So I do that, but I also do different journaling challenges that I've created for myself just to kind of really shift energy and focus on something. So I've done a 30-day prayer journal challenge for someone. I prayed for a specific person because the relationship between myself and that person was really tense. Mm -hmm. So I did a prayer journal. Um, Recently, I did a 40-day journal fast, even though I didn't give up journaling. I couldn't think of another name, <laughs> but I journaled every day for 40 days because I was doing a campaign for um, my online audience. So mm-hmm. I was on Instagram doing lives, posting, doing videos, doing trainings, doing a, giving of myself a lot. So I needed to release, you know, oh my God, today was a really tough day. I had a lot of questions or I gave a lot or I felt it could have gone better, instead of beating myself up, I just journaled Mm -hmm. how every day went until the end of those 40 days. 
So I do my regular consistent journaling every day, but then I may add another element by saying I'm going to specifically write about this situation for X amount of days Mm -hmm. and really concentrate on it because at the end, I'm going to want to have a solution created for that particular situation. Yeah, nice. Thank you for sharing that. And, okay. and, and when we get to the end, I'm going to ask you, and I'm, I'm saying this so that I don't forget and, and to help you remember, um, I want you to give us a, a journal challenge. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a journaling challenge. Because I've, I, I, I've heard, certainly heard of writing challenges and photo challenges and everything else, but I don't know that I've um, encountered a journaling challenge. So I would love for you to um, offer us one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I suspect, um, because when I, I posted this on Facebook, that's, you know, talking about how I, you know, used to be a journaler, I'm not anymore, but now I'm feeling called to do it again. And that got a little conversation about like, what are some of the reasons we don't journal? what are some of the blocks that you've noticed that people have about journaling? And part two of that is, do you have any tips that can help us remove those blocks? Okay. So some of what people have told me, they don't have time. And one thing I told them is to start with five minutes a day. I'm like, there's 24 hours in a day. Can you take five minutes to journal? That usually Mm -hmm. causes them to pause because they think journaling should be like an hour long uh, mm. experience. I'm like five minutes. If you can give yourself five minutes a day in your journal and consistently do that for 21 days, tell me what the difference is at the end. Um, so that's one block. Another one is I'm not a good writer. And I tell them your English teacher is not grading your journal. I don't spell right. I do I don't have great punctuation. Now, mind you, I'm a writing teacher, (laughs) but in my journal, it's just literally free flowing. I don't have to worry about me going back and editing what I wrote. So you don't have to be the best writer um, to journal. Another thing is they say, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, could you go back through Mm -hmm. your Twitter feed or your Facebook feed and tell me all the things you've written? Because you had a lot to say there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, those are usually the three biggest blocks. And when I tell them that, they really look at it differently. Like, oh, I'm creating my own block. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, blowing it out of proportion. All you have to do is start with five minutes a day and just write exactly what's on your mind. That's it. So here's another twist. Like for those of us who say, I, I am a writer, you know, or I can, I, I consider myself a good writer. And I read, you know, because memoirs and people publishing journals and diaries and other things is a whole genre of literature. And one of the things that popped up in the feed that I have felt myself is, I don't have anything profound to say. People are always saying profound things in their journals. You know, that's, that's what I read. And my thoughts are, you know, what am I, you know, do I have the weekend off, you know, or whatever it is, you know, it's not like profound life meaning stuff. (laughs) What do you say to the person who kind of gets blocked with that? Don't try to be like someone else. (laughs) Because you're already comparing your thoughts to someone else's. I tell people, you probably will never know what I have in my journals because <laughs> I recycle a lot of my journals because I'm like, no one needs to read that, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. It, it may have been too personal or I was really upset at something 
and I just wrote, mm-hmm. you know, everything that was on my mind. The problem with people seeing other people with these profound uh, quotes and experiences, that's their experience. But what is yours? Mm-hmm. You may be surprised how many people are impacted and transformed by your experience. So don't downgrade or downplay your personal mm-hmm. experience just because someone else's looks better. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stories that I've told about um, my life, how the first business I created was a complete failure. I lost my condo. I ended up homeless. People think that's a great story that I could share and sell. And I'm thinking, I live that. Like, this is not something that I want to like, ooh, let's be like me, you know, in this this situation. I'm like, it really had a lot to do with my depression at the time. There are so many um, nuances in that particular story that I'm able to share and help other people not have that same experience. So while some people may see other people with these profound stories that get a lot of likes, that's not my goal. My goal is to make sure that no one else ends up homeless because they decided they wanted to start a business mm-hmm. or they don't understand why they always have these negative moods, but they want to be a happy person. Maybe you should see a therapist and it's okay. Like in the black communities, seeing a therapist is a very controversial type of situation. Mm-hmm. And when I started sharing that more people have asked me for numbers to therapists than I've ever had before because they were too afraid because it's not celebrated in our community to go see a therapist, to go get help. And so me sharing my story is to let other people know it's okay. We do suffer from depression and we do need to get some help for it. Um, But it's not so that I could be celebrated as someone who took my journal and made a memoir. Right, right. So just, you know, people need to see their experience as this is my life. You know, mm-hmm. that's your life. There's nothing that you can do to change it unless you want to change it and make your life more glamorous than it is. But you don't have to. Like, you shouldn't want to force your life to be like someone else's. Yeah. Great point. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Exactly. I'm, I, and that's so cliche, but it is so But it's so true. true. <laughs> Cliches are cliche because there's some ring of truth in them. They've just been used so much. But it's like I say, if it captures something in a nutshell, then go for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this would probably be another conversation, but I, I like that you pointed out that, you know, like through your journaling and, and through your own process of telling your story to yourself, it sounds like you discerned what parts of your story are going to be important for other people to hear. And that doesn't necessarily mean you open up your journal to them. It's just that what I hear is that perhaps through your journaling, you got clarity on what it was that was important to communicate. And then you had a stronger, more clarified message to share with others. So your journaling, while private, has a very public impact. Yes, that's a great way to um, share it because as a a blogger, you know, people follow, especially here in Houston, people follow what I watch. And the moment I really 
understood what journaling was. It took six months. I'm not going to lie to people. It takes six months of me doing consistent journaling before I got to that whole happy peace breakthrough where I did wake up every day. And I'm like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. this is what happy feels like. <laughs> um, but it also helped me um, interact with people because then I was like, you know what? I like who I am and this is who I'm going to share. These are the parts of my life I'm going to share. Like my family, I don't share too much about my family. Um, I may share here and there of my nephews and what's happening, Mm -hmm. but that's still sacred to me. And people know that. So they don't pry in that part of my life. But I tell people that, you know, the depression story, Mm -hmm. that's public. So you are free to ask me questions. And if I feel your question is rude, I'm free not to answer it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great point. But yeah, so it so I I have made parts of my private life public because I know there are other people who may be struggling and not have anyone that they can turn to and ask, you know, what can I do um, to better myself? Should I journal? Should I see a therapist? And sometimes I'm like, you may have to cut off people just so you have time to breathe and think without their judgment. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Without their judgment. Ah, yes. (laughs) We all need that space. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Well, what bottom line advice would you have for an introvert entrepreneur or leader who wants to start journaling? I would say before you like go on to Instagram and start seeing all these people with their beautiful handwriting and, and <laughs> pretty journals. Cause I'm like, my handwriting is horrible. And I get on Instagram and I'm like, these people really took the time <laughs> mm-hmm. to write like that. Don't try to journal the way they journal. I would say go to the dollar store. I mean, there are journals you can buy, go to the dollar store and buy a $1 journal. Start there. Mm-hmm. And the reason I encourage you to buy a $1 journal you need to see if you're committed enough to fill that up, to, to take the time to journal five minutes a day and just write, you know, what you've done, what you think about, um, what you like, what you don't like, what you hope to do, your wishes, your dreams. And if you can fill that one journal up, that dollar journal from like Dollar Tree or Family Dollar, wherever, then you can start looking into working with a journaling teacher Um, So that you can really go into a deep dive and journal more. But don't go on Instagram and see all those handwriting challenges (laughs) and how they have it pretty and structured. I'm just like, I can't really show parts of my journal because the handwriting is horrible. I'm writing in a circle. It's not even straight lines. (laughs) But just go to the dollar store, buy one of those $1 journals and set a timer for five minutes and do five minutes every day. Great advice. It's interesting because it's a different perspective from what I often think, which is like, go and find the prettiest, whatever you're going to love to write in. But then I find that I, I get that book and then it's like, it's too pretty to write in. It's like the cupcake that's too pretty to eat. Yes. I've seen people with journals and I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. They're like, I know I haven't touched it because it's too pretty. Exactly. It's I don't want to soil it. right in. <laughs> And so I'm like, okay, maybe you should just go get, you know, the dollar journal and just start yep. there or paper, you know? Yeah. 
office just get a Depot, seat. Office Max, they have sales of paper in the summer back to school. Exactly. <laughs> you could get like spiral notebooks for like five for a dollar. You know, I mean, they're yes. practically giving them away. <laughs> and I and I love that. I love that that point about, you know, check to see how it feels. Um, and and we haven't really said this, but, you know, I would venture to say that journaling is, we, we believe it would benefit everyone, but it's not for everyone. I mean, some people might just say, yeah. you know, this isn't doing anything for me, or I, I, I prefer, you know, it's making me realize I need a way to express myself, but it's not this, it's I need to, um, you know, become part of a, a, a group or something. I need to go to meetups or I need some other outlet yes. um, to express myself. In my Facebook group, one lady says she just can't do journaling, so she writes notes. And I said, mm-hmm. well, that's a form of journaling. Yeah. But I understand some people is just you they can't get through the, the mental block of writing. Yeah. But for me, I can't do meditation. I fall asleep every single time. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm in a class or I'm doing it at home or I'm working with someone. I I have fallen asleep every single time I've done meditation. So for me, I can't do meditation. Mm-hmm. So I understand when some people say they can't do journaling. That's it. That's okay. But if you've attempted the five minutes a day for 21 days and it still doesn't feel right for you, that's mm-hmm. okay. You at least tried it. But you yeah. can't say that something doesn't work until you've actually tried it. Yes. Yep. Good point. So I wonder if we could take that, uh, you know, five minutes a day for 21 days as um, a challenge out to listeners. Yeah, that could be the challenge. That way people don't feel overwhelmed with trying to incorporate journaling into their life. I notice a lot of people overwhelm themselves with all these expectations of journaling. And I'm like, it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Put on a timer. That's it. That's all you have to do to start. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much um, for this. I've got my stack of blank books that have been <laughs> waiting for me. And uh, and one of the reasons I wanted to do, sometimes I, I pick topics that I'm feeling like I need a little bit of motivation on myself. So I'm, I'm so happy that we had this conversation and I'm hoping it's motivating others to explore journaling. And, and really the bottom line is to explore anything that is intentional, that you make a priority and that it is something you can stick to and it increases your self-awareness. You know, anything that's going to help you dive deeper. I agree. So, well, I want to wrap up with a question that I ask all of my guests. And I will say lots of people answer journal for this, which makes me happy. (laughs) Um, But if you were granted a three-week vacation on Introvert Island and you could only take three books with you, what would you take with you and why? Wow. Okay. So I call myself a certified book snob. Um, (laughs) because I do love reading. So that, that question is such a hard question because I've, I'm asked this all the time. I would probably say blue ocean strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you are an entrepreneur, that book hands down is probably one of the best books I've ever read. I read it in college and I read it every few years just to see if my thoughts have changed on it. Mm -hmm. Another book that I would probably take as far as entrepreneurship, I would say Expert Secrets. Um, I just got that book and it was probably one of the best business books I've ever read. Hmm. Expert Secrets? Yes, Russell Brunson. Okay, great. Is the is the author. And then oh, the third one is going to be hard. I'm not gonna say journal. <laughs> I am going to choose a genre. I would say memoirs. Mm-hmm. 
I've learned more reading about other people's stories Mm -hmm. um, and probably not their most profound parts of their life, but the subtle, quiet parts of their life that they wrote about in their memoir. That's what I've learned. You learn perseverance, determination, commitment, you know, strength. You learn all of these qualities about a person through the quiet parts that people don't celebrate. Beautifully said. Do you have a favorite memoir? Oh, um, which is probably like asking, what's your favorite child? But, you know, <laughs> yes, because I'm like, I'm thinking I have all these books on my bookcase and to just choose one, that's going to be so hard. Um, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> but that is my favorite genre memoirs. Sure. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. I won't press you anymore on that one. <laughs> Well, um, Vernetta, what is the best way for people to connect with you and learn more about you and all that you have to offer? I would say if you go to my website, VernettaRFreeney.com, all the information is there. I'm usually there or I'm on Twitter, hanging out, talking to myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) And my Twitter handle is V as in victory, R Freeney. Um, So those are the two main places I I direct people, my site and Twitter. Great. And I know you've got an event coming up in July, and we're having this conversation in 2017 in case somebody is um, (laughs) from the future listening to this. But um, would you tell us really quickly about about what that is? Yes. So detox the BS, and BS means burdening stress. You know, for people who don't use (laughs) that language, I try to find, you know, an acronym for that. But (laughs) But Detox the BS is a four-day phenomenal experience. It will be myself, two other journaling experts, and a therapist. And we are going to share Mm. how to gain independence from something. So we're doing toxic relationships, um, society's narratives, loneliness, and depression. Mm. And we're going to share how journaling helped us gain independence from those things that were holding us back. Wow, that sounds really powerful. <laughs> and I'm so glad we're having this conversation before that event as opposed to after, because <laughs> I'm going to have a link to that um, in the show notes. And and I hope that people come your way and, and participate. So um, thank you so much, Vernetta. It's been a great pleasure chatting with you. Oh, and um, I'm inspired. I hope others are. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And I really hope everyone at least attempt the five minutes a day for 21 days just to see how it feels great thank you Thanks again for joining me for this episode today. If you have questions or comments, I invite you to post them as comments on this post at theintrovertentrepreneur.com, share them on Facebook or Twitter, or email me directly at beth at theintrovertentrepreneur.com. You'll find links to any resources mentioned in this podcast, as well as to Vernetta's Introvert Island book selections in the episode show notes at theintrovertentrepreneur.com slash podcast. And one final reminder before we go, if you want to join us on the June 22nd virtual networking for introverts event, sign up soon. Space is limited. And the link to register for that is in the show notes. A big thank you to Paul Messing, my podcast producer, and to my assistant Naja for the episode show notes. I truly appreciate all the support that you give me and give this podcast and how you make it possible. This is Beth Bilo of The Introvert Entrepreneur, and until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.